Hello, and welcome to the Table and Well podcast. I'm Tennyson. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for joining us as we discuss topics and give practical tools that help you live, grow, and be in healthy, joy-filled relationship with God, yourself, and others. For more information and resources, or if you're looking for coaching, connection, and community, please visit tableandwellco.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Table and Well podcast. Uh, We are so glad you're with us. We are in season two, which is still our stories from the table. And um, as always, guys, please feel free to download and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you like watching us or continue want to watch us on YouTube, you can do that by subscribing to our YouTube channel, which is Table and Well Co. So, um, like I said, we're in the middle of our series, Stories from the Table. This actually might be the last interview in this in this series um Mm -hmm. just because we're heading out of anyway we'll talk about that later but (laughs) i won't go real deep into all that stuff right now but um we've got a good friend with us um brenton and um he uh is the director of an organization called pastor to pioneer and um we were on his podcast and had a great conversation with him we met him here in greenville locally he's been traveling um via rv from michigan the blue country, go blue. Um, go and, blue. <laughs> that's right. And so, um, but Britton, man, I would love for you just to introduce yourself to the people that are listening and a um, little bit about yourself and uh, yeah, um, your journey. I really just, you can really jump in unless you know you've got a question. Oh, just, yeah, great. just really your journey from, because he was a pastor, a senior pastor of a church for a while, and he has moved into more um, pioneering. And so we'd love to hear um kind of that story as you introduce yourself too. So take it away, my friend. <laughs> hey, thanks. To, thanks for having me on guys. This is fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fun being on the receiving end rather than having to think all the questions <laughs> to ask you. Like, this is what to say like, way and, easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I, um, I've been married for 16 years. I have three boys, 12, 10 and seven. So my life is like quiet. It's boring, <laughs> especially <laughs> since we sold our house and we've, We've been, what month is this now? It's like four or five months we've been on the road full time Mm -hmm. now in a little fifth wheel. It's not that little, but it's littler than a house, you know. Um, (laughs) It's amazing how little it can feel with three boys inside of it. It's it's amazing, you know, and uh, there's a lot of days. Guys, guys, go outside. It's time to go outside. Go go play. But it's it's raining. I I know. I don't care. You need to go outside. (laughs) It's it's cold. So, so that's been, um, it's been quite a journey for us. And and this is just the latest iteration of, of our journey. I, I was a pastor for 16 years and, mm. um, it was interesting. I never had any plans of being a pastor. It's not like one of the, actually I was like anti being a pastor my entire life. <laughs> uh, I grew up in the church, grew up loving Jesus. Uh, but I just never saw myself <clears throat> doing that. It wasn't something that was mm-hmm. on my heart. You know, all these mm-hmm. people like I was called when I was seven to be a pastor, I was going to go into business and it was the middle of my senior year. Ah. The Lord's like, mm-hmm. okay. and okay. started wow. just changing my heart. And I thought I would do it for like two to three years and realize I was terrible at it. And it was awful. <laughs> and then go back, go to business. And the, the Lord just kept opening these doors. And, mm. um, huh. I found myself a part of a church. It was a campus that became a church plant and the Lord really started moving there. Wow. And people started coming and like people getting saved, healed, delivered the work. So you're just seeing God do amazing stuff. But in my heart, I'm going, huh, there's something (laughs) missing here. There's like, there's gotta be more to it than this. Mm, Yeah. Uh, And and 
I had another friend of mine started asking the question with me, are we making disciples? Mm. Are we like really making people that like helping people follow Jesus and know Jesus? Mm. And I could maybe point to a few, but those people didn't know how to do it with other people. And so that sent me down this long trajectory of Hmm. exploring what it meant to be the church in more simple ways, predominantly because we're like, well, the church in China seems to know what's up. And I think we can learn from them. Yeah. So we started meeting at his house in really simple ways and exploring this. Well, I'm still a pastor, um, but we started getting trained by people who've been doing this around the world. And, Mm And so as time went on, though, I realized the issue I was facing was it wasn't just that we were making the disciples. I'm starting to evaluate every aspect of the system of the American church going, wow. Oh, mm. there's a lot of things that are not line up with scripture. Mm. Uh, there are a lot of things that we do that we just do because we've been doing it for generations. Right. Yeah. Why do we do it this way? And maybe it's time to explore some other ways. And so I just kept pressing into more simple ways of being the church, seeing God doing amazing things um, and then COVID hit. Mm. And so when COVID hit, yeah, uh, we were like, listen, we've been preparing you as a church. <laughs> we've been teaching how to be in homes. We've been teaching how to, yeah. you know, what to do, how to be in, in fa- like spiritual family together. I mean, I had, I had some people even joking around with me. Like, did you know COVID was happening? Uh, because <laughs> like it set, it was such set a us setup. up perfectly. Mm-hmm. It was. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't set you up for anything. I mean, that's just the Lord doing his thing. But um, I saw a drastic difference between those that stepped into being mm. the spiritual families and homes and those that were waiting it out till we reopened or mm, live streaming wow. something else. And those that were that were in homes were saying, I'm alive. I'm thriving. Um, yeah. I, I've never been like just being unknown. I have a love for my neighborhood like I never have. Mm. And those that Weren't, we're saying, I'm struggling, I'm alone, I'm isolated, I'm dying, I'm drowning. And my heart broke for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt bad. I'm like, guys, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, I will help you. I'll help you get together with people. I'll walk with you. I'll come into your home. I'll, whatever you want. We're, yeah. We're going to help you. But it was such a big jump for people, especially, mm-hmm. I get it. COVID was like a pretty stressful, yeah. disrupting time. Yeah. Um, but at that point, I realized I just had, I had seen so much um, – when you're pressed and you go mm-hmm. through difficulty, what's deep inside comes out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, we, I was a pastor of this church that we were known for like loving each other and cool things happening and God moving. And I don't want to discount any of those things. Yep. However, when we were squeezed stuff that came out, wasn't mm-hmm. good. And it, we, wow. I don't know that we really loved each other. People were really dependent on a system. People didn't wow. know how to be family in the simplicity of their home around their own table with their family. Wow. I mean, I remember talking to dads being like, what an opportunity. You can do this with your wife and kids. Mm-hmm. Start mm-hmm. there. And and just realizing how overwhelming that was for people. My heart wow. broke. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, you know, long story short, <laughs> we started pressing into more and more of that, just like being less about the the machine, less about the Sunday morning thing, mm-hmm. where all our time and attention had been going, and more towards empowering people to be the church together in homes in simple ways, and to make disciples and teach other people to love God, to yeah. listen and obey Jesus, and to love each other well, and to be the church in these simple ways. And as we started doing that, not everyone was really excited about that. 
And yeah. so, mm-hmm. uh, it, it ended up being where a group of people left together to go start another church. And, mm. and unfortunately it was, it was done in a, in a little bit of a hurtful way. Um, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. I understand where they're coming from. It was a stressful time. And, yeah. um, it, it, it just long as time went on over those next number of months, it just became clear that the Lord's saying to my family, like, okay, you're done. You're done mm. being in both huh? worlds. Um, I'm releasing you from this. And I'm, an, I'm re- releasing to go pioneer a, yeah. a, a work of disciple making and simple church movements in, in our city. And that had already been going on in the side, but really saying no longer being tied to the institution yeah. of the church. And it's been a game changer. Um, it's changed my family. It's changed me. It's been a game yeah. changer being out of it. And so that's that's how we got to doing what I'm yeah. doing now. Well, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, gosh, so many different questions to ask. Um, I'm curious what it is. Mm. You said what it, it is that I'm doing. Yeah. You said it is a game changer. It has been a game changer. Yeah. Tell us more about the it. The it is uh, no longer following Jesus because it's my profession. And Ooh. it's no longer having these weird uh separation between the churches, my work, and then my family over here. And, you know, we do it a lot to protect our families. I do it a lot. Like you didn't hire my family. You didn't hire my wife. Mm -hmm. And so she doesn't not need to be caught up in this drama. She does not need to be caught up in all this stuff. But because of then I kept her at a distance. Ministry was my thing. And she kept things in order at home. She did a phenomenal job. She's incredible at that. But it was these two separate wow. paths, right? That's that good. we're on. It's really good. And to try to support each other. Um, but then what ended up happening was ministry became my primary focus. Mm-hmm. And my family got the leftovers. I would be home physically, yeah. but yep. I wasn't home giving them my best. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. mind was elsewhere. Um, and so now, instead of ministry being this, uh, job or ministry being this event or part mm-hmm. of keeping a machine running ministry is simply a life as a family listening and obeying Jesus together. Mm, yeah. And so it's just part of my everyday life where family is becoming my top priority. I don't want to oversell this thing. Sure. Like, yeah, ah, I mean, yeah. I got I mean, <laughs> everything's great. figured out. Right. Yeah. I stepped away 18 months ago and man, let me tell you how to do it. Like, it, we're we're a work in process. I'm yes. a work in, in yeah. process. You right? too? Um, really? Wait, yeah, it's, it's weird, right? <laughs> wow, wow. I, I love that because what it what it's done is I've talked actually I talked about this a little bit to some friends uh, at our last table. It was the idea of we for so long we grew up and we and we've even probably said it. You probably said it. I know I said it that there was a list like there was God, family, church, and there was like this separation between all of that. And 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 and. and at one point the Lord spoke to me and I was getting ready to lead a song. Um, Jesus at the center of it all. If you know that song, but Israel and Israel Houghton. and I was leading it in a congregational church setting and the Lord spoke to me and I was like, there is no list. God doesn't want to be number one on the list. It's like, if this song is what this song is saying that Jesus at the center of my life, my church, all of that, if he's at the center of it, then he's involved in all of it. He doesn't want it to be, there's not a list, there's no priority, but if Jesus is at the center, then he's part of all of it. And so what you just explained was Jesus going from 
number one on the list to the center of everything that you're doing. Um, in and through and, and throughout and, yeah. and, and so over, under, what, beside. Being on the road, being on the road has really revealed this so much too and helped reset some of this stuff where mm-hmm. we just as a family, part of life now is we listen to what Jesus is saying and mm-hmm. we do what he says. And that's happened so many times. I mean, even a couple nights ago, we were going to stay at this farm. Uh, the long story, how you, how you stay at these farms. So we stay at, we're going to stay at this farm and then it just fell through. And so it was getting late and we're going, where are we going to stay tonight? Mm-hmm. And as a family, we're just, we stopped, we pulled off, we stopped and we prayed like, Come Jesus, on. what do you want us to do? Do you want us to try to go back and figure this out? Do you want us to keep moving and find something out, something, find something else for mm-hmm. us? And we just like, okay, what's the Lord saying? And we listened together and, and we felt like we needed to kind of move forward and that the Lord would provide something else for us. And then he did. Um, my wife ended up calling a campground. Most campgrounds, their offices are closed after five. Yeah, she right. found one that was open and, and God provided for us a place. Uh, but cool. like as a family, that's that's ministry. We're just following Jesus. It's not, okay, dad's going to go off and do his ministry time. Right. It's, 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 it's life of following Jesus. He's in the midst of it. So I, I love what you're saying. It's not this list of, is this ministry time? Is this family yeah. time? Is this work time? It's it. Now yeah. it's, it's, it's a life of following Jesus. Yeah. And, and even just that example, like, what does that even do for your kids? Like to see that, oh you know? Gosh. Yeah. Like, well, and you talked earlier about discipleship mm. and how you had, you had begun to notice that, like, are we really discipling people and discipling isn't about teaching necessarily what is right or wrong or to do this or to do that. Right. It's modeling for one another, how, how to do life with him. Mm-hmm. And so like with well, your kids, you're discipling right. them in everyday life. And that is reproducible. Wow. You had stated before, like, well, maybe I have disciples like first year, <laughs> but like their ability to go do it with others seems to be ending. Yes, that's true. If we believe it takes a pastor with a title and a, and a stage to, to disciple, or we believe that people living with Jesus model for others how to live with Jesus. And it really Mm. is that simple. Well, and I think it's reframing discipleship, exactly what you're saying. Like in the church, discipleship tends to be like, Hey, we're going to give you some more information and give you some more information Mm out and give me some more information. And And then send you out and and expect you to go do that. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Rather than I want to model a life of following Jesus. It's not perfect. It's not, it's not a perfect example, that's, but it's a living example, hopefully. Oh, that's so good. That's, yeah. And I'm seeing it more with my kids that this is reframing how I, I want to disciple and walk with others. Wow. Um, because even on the road, here's, here's another example for you. This is early on in our trip. It was a terrible day. It started by getting, um, you know, like the, the drainage tubes and sewer <laughs> tubes getting stuff on me. It was raining. It was kids were fighting the whole time in the car, long drive. We're almost to our destination. I missed the turn. I'm oh. mad about that. And <laughs> I'm turning into a, a storage unit place to turn around. I'm trying to do it quickly. I don't pay attention. And I scrape my rig against the corner oh, of the building. No. I mean, it was like the worst way to end the day. Right. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I'm like, I'll come back and deal with this when we get settled in next. So I just was so ticked. And my son was a part of this. My oldest, my 12 year old was with me in some of this. And um, I just was honest about the dialogue in my own heart with him. I was sitting in the living room of the trailer with him that night going, you know what, buddy, what rose up in me after I did that was 
I could not let this guy know who owns this and he would never know. And we could just move on. But Jesus is telling me I need to make it right and I need to call him. And, you know, like our integrity isn't is worth more than whatever it costs to fix this. So I called the guy and he was gracious and, you know, we worked something out and just to like have my son see that, that wasn't intentional. Like I'm going to sit down and talk about integrity. I'm going to talk. It's dude, you're with me. And as much as I don't want you next to me, because I'm filled with all kinds of emotion. I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to say or do the right thing. It's an opportunity to model for you how to, how to follow Jesus in this everyday stinky situation, you know? And so that's reframing to what you're saying, Janelle, of that's life on life. That's just modeling mm-hmm. life. And mm-hmm. and it's those opportunities God's gracious to going, hey, I want you to take note of this. Like, yeah. uh, hey, pay attention here of what of what it could look like for you to really disciple others in this way. And I think it's so, so good, good because I think this is the other part of reframing that so often in the traditional church model, I don't know if this is true for you, but for for me, there was this sense of like, well, you can teach others or model for others when you've got it figured out mm. or when you can model something that's like worth imitating, right? Or like like the second half of your story, right? Of like, oh, I made the phone call and, and you know, my integrity. And it's like, no, what we need to be modeling is the reality of the, the messy middle of that, the yeah. wrestle of, the messy middle. of what I really want to do right now is to just pretend like that didn't happen. And just move on and let it like, and just, cause I can, that's an option. And so, but totally. this is what I feel like the Lord's asking me to do. And so you're going to watch me choose into the hard thing. Yeah. You're not going to get the victory story on the other side of like how it went great, you know, and I'm going to risk walking it out to where I might call the guy and it might be awful. And then he might expect me to pay something I don't even have the money for. And then we get to trust again, you know, and getting and doing that is so different than saying everything works out just right. And I always make the right choice. That's really good. That's really good. And it's that idea too of explain, not explaining, but modeling again, the word modeling. I think that's just such a great word of this is who we are. And so this is how, this is how we act. This is what we do in these situations Mm -hmm. and instilling that into your 12 year old is priceless and that will be something that will stick with him for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. And I love that it wasn't some creed, right? Like you would love to be able to say as a creed (laughs) for your family that we have integrity and our integrity is worth more than what it costs us, right? Like if you could put it on a plaque in your army, right? right? right. (laughs) And it would mean nothing. That's right. And it would mean nothing. You've been listening to the Table and Well podcast, new episode stream every Tuesday. To begin your journey to relational health, go to tableandwell.org forward slash IRH to join our Intro to Relational Health Lab. This is our free four-week mini course where you will learn skills and practices that will transform the way you engage with relationships. So for more information or resources, go to tableandwell.org.